Hello, and welcome once again to Podcast in the Woods. As always, I am your host, Boomer, and joining me this evening is my wonderful and amazing co-host, Gabby. Gabby, how are you doing? I am wonderful. Thank you. I am doing pretty wonderful myself. If the listeners out there, for those new listeners who are just now joining us this year and uh, didn't catch on to what we were doing last year, you, well, first of all, please go back and listen to those episodes after you watch Dragula because Podcast in the Woods is your number one fan site, fan place for Dragula. And we've got the new season, Dragula season five, coming up here. And uh, I am just excited about that. What do you what do you think? Are you are you looking forward to this season? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, I am so excited. I can't deal. It's going to be amazing that we've got the cast list, obviously, that has already been put out. Uh, and I cannot mm-hmm. wait to hit play on that first episode. And in celebration of that tonight, we did a little thing for you here at podcast in the woods how excited are you to uh to talk to this person gabby oh my god oh my god dream come true <laughs> for me as well this is fucking oh okay here we go settle settle boom settle okay deep breath boom deep uh, breath exactly we're gonna get through this we're gonna get through this joining us tonight is a very fucking amazing special guest this is icon icon yes absolutely it's a dream come true for for boomer i love this person dearly and i am just over the moon that uh that they ended up uh responding to my request please 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 come on our show <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad it wasn't that bad i swear but no we're... he's he's lying it was that bad it was that bad <laughs> it was, probably was that bad no it wasn't i'm messing with you but joining us tonight is drag superstar and super monster from season one of the Boulay Brothers Dragula. It is the one and only Frankie Doom. Yay! All right, yeah, it gives you that warning, like, okay, you know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Put your tits away, Gabby. We're recording now. No, leave them out. I'm a titty girl. I love my titties. I love my titties too. <laughs> some are bloody, some are sliced open, some have missing nipples. <laughs> Bring them all. Yeah, we're definitely big fans of nudity on this show. We definitely, uh, we have advocated for boobs and dongs and whore. Uh, like anytime that that shows up, it's good. It's, it's a good day. More dicks like and whore. Right? Horror and nudity, horror and sex, very go together oh yeah yeah it definitely does it's uh i have a theory about that actually what's that what is the that? reason that horror is so or sex is so prevalent in horror is not the idea of you're sinning and you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing so you should be punished for it it's the fear of having a shitty sexual encounter and that's what happens right before you die and you die in the middle of bad sex <laughs> that would really suck exactly right i would hate to, i would hate to die while i'm getting like mediocre like foundations mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah because think about it like how many people say like oh i would love to die in my sleep or like oh i would love it. like they talked about it on golden girl sorry booms 
I'm going to talk about Golden Girls for a minute. They talked about it on Golden Girls like a million times that like in the middle of great sex, you just have a heart attack and you're just done. How I awesome think was, would that be? It was Rose's husband where he's Rose's dying. Husband. He said, I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> and then he yeah. died. <laughs> and then he died. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, yeah, I think that it's actually a fear of you're having bad sex and that's the last thing that happens to you. And what or if that's I- your purgatory? being like a little kid and I remember I used to have a, a card to the get to the movie store because my parents worked and my grandma doesn't speak English so she was like yeah get a movie whatever you want to do and like do your thing and um I would go rent horror movies all the time and I think I, it was Jason goes to hell and there's a scene in the beginning where there's like two people having sex in the in like in the tent and um she came in the room and she was what the fuck are you watching and there's like this girl writing this dude her boobs are just like everywhere and as she's like yelling at me for watching porn, basically, the machete goes through her stomach and like cuts her in half. And she's like, oh my God, I don't know what's worse. And you're watching people get mutilated that it's like porn. And I was like, it's both. I love them both. So I don't know. It was just so funny. What that reminded me of <laughs> that scene. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a perfect joy. But yeah, I mean, I'll, Actually, I'll, I'll, that makes a lot of sense. Like if you think about like the original Halloween, right? That mm-hmm. opening scene. They go upstairs and they are up there for a grand total of probably 30 seconds. And the dude already has his pants on and is walking like down the stairs before she gets healed. <laughs> so <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. That's very true. That and poor like, girl too. And she's like, fun. call me. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Weird fact. Okay. I didn't fact check this for sure. But my little sister, uh, she, en- she ended up going to college for, I think it was sports medicine and different stuff. But she had like a history class or something, I think. And she mentioned her teacher being in the movie Halloween. And I said, which one? And she was like, I don't know. I don't watch horror movies. I don't really care for that kind of stuff. But uh, my teacher was in that movie. And I was like, which one? Which one is she? And I was trying to show her all the people. And I think we got down to that her teacher was Annie. The one that dies in the car with her weird eyes looking all crazy. It's like a really cheesy death. But that was my sister's teacher, apparently. And I was like, what the fuck? That's so cool. (laughs) Nancy Loomis was your teacher? Um... I we met her. Yeah. Remember Boots? Yes, her and Sheriff Brackett, the funniest, kind of sad, but kind of funny story. Um, last year there was a con in Baltimore that we met up there. Mm-hmm. And there was like upstairs and downstairs, and we were walking to get on the escalator, and all of a sudden this woman was like pounding through everybody, like just elbowing through, and she was like, Stop, everybody move, get out of the way. He's got to get in this escalator and whatever. And there was this little shriveled, hunched over old man that was like shuffling through and like you're at a horror con. So it's like a lot of young people, people in like costumes and, you know, so you don't expect like literally like father time is like walking through there. (laughs) And we didn't realize like, oh, and, and I think I even said out loud, I was like, oh, he loves horror. Look at that old man. I love him. That's his nurse. Well, it turned out it was um, Sheriff Brackett. Oh, my God. Yeah. And we met and he was just the sweetest old man. But that lady was like his caretaker and she was not fucking around. She wasn't having it. She was not having any part of it. And I loved her. And I almost wanted to get a picture with her, too, because she kept everybody in line. She should have been at every single person's table. We all need that one person like that. That'll just get us through everything. Through the thing. Like she's just stiff arming people like out of the way. (laughs) Like arm out, like just, yeah, I loved her. But Annie was right across from him, Annie Brackett. 
she was right across from we we met her too. And I have, I don't even know where I put it actually. And I was thinking about it the other day. I lost it. I have the autograph photo of Annie laying out on the bed under Judith Meyer's gravestone autograph. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. I want to get a gravestone for my bed. I want to get like a big Judith Meyer's gravestone for my bed. <laughs> oh my God. That would be so cool. I've been slowly decorating my room now that I moved back in. So there's like bats everywhere and purple lights everywhere and goat heads all over my walls and skulls. And then. I think there's this weird thing behind me that looks like a butthole and an intergalactic butthole. But it's like light, light speed or something, like a tapestry, but it looks like a big butthole. It made me laugh. So I just put on my wall closed. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a giant coffin on my dresser that has like a little goat creature inside of it. But I, don't know, I want another coffin for myself. <laughs> I've always been, a, I've always been a creep. That. I've always liked death and creepy things since I was a little kid. Yeah, I'm forever going to be a little goth kid for thing forever. That's the one thing I miss though about living in like civilization. I miss cons. Like I met, we had one in yeah. LA called um, Monster Palooza, and I've been a model for it okay. a few times. And, um, they have everyone. Like I think my first time that I went, I was barreling through the people, of course, being crazy and gigantic with giant shoes, and I knocked into um, Danielle Harris. I was like, almost took her down. I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And it was her, so I was like freaking out that I got to meet her that way, you know, not getting in line for hours. And then uh, the same happened to Linda Blair. That's how I met Linda Blair a second time. And that was so weird, but um, I don't know where platforms, I'm always knocking people down because I don't see people, but <laughs> I just miss that kind of shit. I miss going to horror things. On one of my birthdays, I think, we went to go see Halloween and I got hammered and passed out like in the bathroom because I was just shit-faced. But they had like the actors and they had all these people uh, like just answering questions and stuff. I think that's so cool. We don't have that anywhere over here. I miss just doing horror stuff all the time. I actually watched The Bride of, Bride of Chucky with uh, Jennifer Tilly, Brad Dourif, and um, Alexis Arquette before she passed. And that was a random day Jennifer in LA. Tilly. There was just a random showing and we went and it was just me and like four friends that showed up. Like not many people came to it. So they were just hanging out with us and talking to us and just chilling. It was really cool. That is wild. That I'm a crazy so horror crazy. fan. I like I'm an insane horror junkie. <laughs> so what is though your all-time favorite horror movie? The Exorcist, hands down. Okay. I'm super excited for the new one. It looks really scary. Yeah, you know, I am going in with like tempered expectations because I feel like if I don't get too excited about it, then it's going to be really good. Uh, but yeah. if I'm like, because yeah, Gabby, Gabby loves the exorcist as well. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to get too excited for this because if I do and it's not great, I'm going to be pissed off. Well, there've been so many movies that like keep on, um, I guess, referencing it. Like this is the, the next horror movie that's scaring the exorcist or they always kind of use like the exorcist as like a rating for how good this movie is or how scary it's going to be. And they're never good and never scary. And the, I, I guess possession makeup to me is like, Dick Smith is the ultimate and Reagan's makeup is so fucking good and no other movie has ever touched it or been close to it. Yeah. So I was really like, okay, let's see where this goes. And then when I saw the pictures of the girls, I was kind of like, okay, the makeup is there. They're really fucking scary looking and the story looks good and Ellen Burstyn's in it. So I'm just kind of like going into it with an open mind, but super excited for it because it looks really, really creepy. So I'm, I'm excited. definitely in the minority booms. I am not excited at all for this. No, you think it's going to suck? I saw the trailer and I was just like, the entire time I was watching it, it, it was just going over and over and over in my head, like just cash grab, cash grab, cash grab. Oh, it totally. It feel authentic 
nothing felt real to me. I I don't know. I'm going to watch it, obviously, because obviously, but I just, I was like, mm, I, it was just a, for me, I don't know why. And I was so excited for this, but it was just, there was something about it, but you know what? I have a feeling and I'm really excited for my theory to prove true that I feel like this and I'm going to come out of that. Like, this is the greatest fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> what kind of like ruined it for me, sort of, was um, I think that I saw the, the maze walkthrough because I wanted to go to Universal and like do the maze because I did the first one, The Exorcist, like seven years ago, I think it was. And it was so creepy. It was super cool. It was like that. You're walking through the house and that was kind of like, I'm walking through my favorite horror movie. So this is kind of amazing. So I figured they were going to like tie them together in some way. And when I watched the walkthrough, I guess they don't really have anything to work on aside from like the trailer. So you're just walking through a forest and there's like random witchcraft things. And then there's like demon girls. And then there was like some random creatures that made no sense. And I was kind of like, I don't know what this is. I don't even, I don't want to see this anymore. <laughs> the maze kind of like, <laughs> like yeah, well, what, what, what's this about? I don't know what this is about anymore. This got kind of weird. I don't know. Kind of looks shitty, but I'm still going to watch it. I'm a, I'm a I'm a horror junkie. I oh, love sure. movies. That's like my genre. So even if they're cheesy as shit, I watch them all. Like I think I just watched The Pope's Exorcist or something with yeah. Russell Crowe. Yeah, that movie is so much fun. I keep telling people like it's not a good movie, like but no, it's but a it was lot of fun. fun. I like the, the I think it's like one of the last scenes where all of a sudden it just gets super like non-believable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was I was so into it. <laughs> Did you guys ever see the Vatican tapes? No, no, I've never seen that one. That's a good one. Look it up. It's like weird. Okay. It's like very, um, what is it? The Antichrist? And it's a woman and it's like just weird. It's super cool though. But it's kind of cheesy, but I liked it. I Would you say your favorite subgenre is like the religious possession like found footage of it all like would you say that that would be your favorite horror subgenre actually yeah maybe it's because i was raised catholic i don't know yeah <laughs> i bet somewhere for sure and i was always at church when i was a kid and i was like why are we here i don't get it but um yeah maybe that's it but i've always loved possession and like the religious part of it how like just something takes over you and i don't know something dark something evil I kind of wanted it to happen to me as a kid. I was like, I want powers. I want to float. I want to like have my head turned backwards. <laughs> I want to scare people. <laughs> Satan, I am willing. Where are you at? Right. Make me your queen. <laughs> have you ever seen Hell House LLC? I did. I think. Yeah. There's like more than one though, right? Yeah, there's three. I think I've seen one. I'm pretty sure I've watched it. It's my favorite. It sounds really familiar. That's my favorite horror movie of all time. And they're coming out with a fourth on October 30th. It's premiering on Shudder. We're not sponsored by Shudder. I'm just so obsessed with Hell House that I feel like I have to say this in every episode between now and then. I'm a super sh big Shudder fan just because of the documentaries. Oh yeah, I can watch horror documentaries for hours. Like, I think I've watched those like Into the Darkness or whatever, whatever they're called. Like yeah. four hours. I've watched all of them so many times. It's just like, I don't know what to do today. I'm going to clean my house. Okay, put that on. And I'll just like listen to horror people and people dying for like hours. I was just going to say in, Into Darkness is like so terrible for me because like I'm pausing it every like five minutes because like there's another movie that I haven't seen. And I'm like, oh, watch list, you know, and, and so I'm like <laughs> totally watching that. And it's like the three hour documentary is taking me like 
seven hours to watch because I have to keep pausing it to to put things on my watch list. Like, is there anything you can't watch? Like, is there anything that makes you really uncomfortable or like just, I don't know. Like, I guess like for me, it's like the torture stuff. Like I can't watch people get mutilated just constantly because it feels really real and kind of scary. And then like a rape, I can't do rape. If there's like someone getting raped in the movie, I, I get really like uncomfortable about it. I think I just watched uh, Megan is Missing. Oh yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, well, no. I didn't know what to expect, yeah. and I love I love true crime, so I was kind of like, okay, it's a girl gone missing, whatever. I didn't know what to go into it with, and I watched it with my roommates, and we love horror movies. And I think towards the end of it, I just like looked over at my roommate, and he was like, "What the fuck are we watching? This is so uncomfortable." And I was like, "Yeah, I want to turn this off. Like, I just can't." But then it ended, and till the last second of that movie, I was so uncomfortable. I wanted to cry and like puke. So I will never watch that again. I cried. Yeah, it was so I cried at that at that specific scene at the end. I I just tears just I I have a niece who's 14 and it just all I could think was you know I can't. That was real that was really fun. All the up. time. Yeah. No, I'm not into that. I'm not really a big fan of that. Like I don't need to I like my horror to be, you know, supernatural, ghosts, monsters, slashers are cool too. Um I don't know. I just don't need to see people getting kidnapped and raped and buried alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm okay without it. I've seen Hostel, I think once once or twice, and that was kind of enough for me too. Saw is a little more fun now because it's a, it became a parody of itself. There's just so many people getting mutilated in weird ways. So I'm okay with that now. Yeah. And I still kind of watch them. But now when it gets a little too real, I get really stressed out about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. you you have this 80-year-old cancer patient that's setting up all this like elaborate shit. And it's like, oh, well, actually, he has like seven assistants. I'm like, right. when the fuck did he recruit all these people? Like, <laughs> Every movie, there's like another one. There's like another assistant that you never saw before. I'm like, where yeah. are all these people coming from? How come they went in the other movie? I don't, I don't yeah. understand. How did they get him, their like resume to, to John? I mean, right. how does this work? Where do you apply <laughs> for this job? <laughs> Yeah, so it's so silly. I don't have like really any, uh, so I can watch basically anything now. Obviously, like you, I don't enjoy that kind of thing. Um, he you know. loves rape. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, that's my favorite. <laughs> God, what's your, uh, favorite, what's your favorite horror movie? We have we have a listener, uh, like a brand new listener now, who has just tuned in for this show to hear Frankie Doom. And they're going to be like, oh, my God, Boomer is a fucking dick. <laughs> Boomer's a pervert. You're welcome. Let the audience. record show. I... That is not true. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Have, I, I've lost all. I've lost all sense of reality <laughs> right now. Do you not have a top like a top one movie that you watch all the time? And that's your favorite. Is it hard to pick? Oh no, no, it's it's super easy for me to pick. Evil Dead Two is my favorite movie of all time. Okay, that's a good one. Do you, yeah. like the, do you like the newer ones? Did you like the Evil Dead Rise? I did. I loved it so much. I had so much fun I with that it movie. So many times. I I watched it before bed. Like I think for like weeks. I've watched it like maybe like twelve times already. Yeah, I went and <laughs> saw it in theaters. Officially obsessed. Yeah, I saw it in theaters like seven it's times, and of course I got the Blu-ray and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I want the book. I want like a replica of the book. I'd love to have it in my bed. That would be really cool. I've thought about getting like a um like an Evil Dead tattoo 
Uh, but mm-hmm. I don't want something. I want like kind of a deep cuts reference. So I, I'm, mm-hmm. I haven't. I don't know what I want yet. But I don't want like the the movie poster, and I don't want the Book of the Dead. Um, so I'm still trying to figure out what it is that I want. But something that's like normal people are going to be like, man, what the hell is that? But like the people who just absolutely love Evil Dead Two are like, oh, okay, I get it. I want a Reagan tattoo, but and I've kind of narrowed it down to what image I want. I'm just so afraid of someone making it not beautiful or making her face look weird or just not being exactly how I want it to be. And that drives me insane. But uh, so it's a fear of mine for sure. But I want like a tattoo of her when she's sitting at the end of the movie, just like kind of giggling after she kills like Father Marin. That was the most chilling visual of her with her hands. And she's just so giddy and just, yeah. Oh, I mean, I physically don't get goosebumps, just a little bit. Of trivia about me but i can feel like i think that this is what it would feel if i did my skin tingles, <laughs> but i don't get bumps and that even thinking about it to this day i to this day i watched the exorcist the first time when i was 12 that was a long time ago uh um, did it up were you horrified i was so fucked up that if i went upstairs in any house like if i went to the second story of a house and a bedroom door was closed i wouldn't go in I would not, I would turn around and go back down the stairs. But to this day, as a 41 year old single mother who is ready to like fucking murder for my child, like I cannot watch The Exorcist alone. Me either. That movie scares the hell out of me. That's why I love it so much. I think it made me have such a crazy reaction. I watched it when I was 10. And I remember I saw something on like, I think it was PBS or something super late at night and it was movie magic. And it was just like behind the scenes of like movie makeup and it was Reagan's makeup. And I was like, what is this? I need to know what this is. I want to see it. My mom said, no, that's such a horrible fucking movie. Like I saw it in theaters, people threw up, people passed out. No, you're never going to see that. It's not for you. So of course I had to see it. And my uncle let me rent it and we watched it. I I was about 10 years old. By the end of it, my legs were numb. I couldn't stand up. I was so scared. Um, I was afraid to pee alone for the longest time, but you can't, but you can't ask someone to go with you. So I yeah. to like have someone outside. And um, <laughs> I was forever afraid to turn off the lights. And I had a two story house at the time. So I was afraid to like turn off the lights and run upstairs. I was afraid of seeing the white creepy face, the Pazuzu face. Yes, yes. So this day, okay, fun fact. I'm a huge fan. I love everything about it. I love the movie. I have t-shirts. Um, I had a calendar for a minute. And looking at it every night made me uncomfortable. So I can't really have a giant poster of Reagan because her eyes follow you and things like that. Or Pazuzu, it makes me really scared. And recently I went to Spirit Halloween and there was like a door cover for your front door or whatever. And they have like, I think one for like Michael Myers, like breaking through the door or something. And they had a Reagan one upside down spider walking out of your door. And it was so scary. I remember looking at it saying, do you want this? And then I told myself, you can't look at this. Like logically every single day will make you so uncomfortable. So I put it down. I didn't buy it. And I was gone at work for a couple of weeks. And when I came home, my roommates were like, we bought you a surprise. And I came into my bedroom and it was sitting on my bed. And I was like, oh, I really didn't want this. This makes me really uncomfortable. So I put it on my bedroom door on the outside of the door. And by the next morning, both of them were like, take that shit off. It's so fucking scary to like walk into the hallway to go pee. And there's a fucking possessed woman staring at you. Take that fucking shit down. So now it's just sitting in the corner of my room, like in a big ball of like fabric that I'm never going to put up anywhere. I don't know where to put it. (laughs) I'm too scared. (laughs) 
put it up on I think your, one of on the most door. frightening visuals of all time was Reagan's spider walking down the stairs, yeah. which is so crazy because that wasn't in the original release. No. They had I, that for decades before they actually showed it. Did they think that people were going to be like, I mean, like that is one of the most terrifying things that you could ever conjure up in your brain. It's so funny because like they show her like doing this like weird walk and then she has like a prosthetic tongue that looks ridiculous and she's like sticking mm. it in and out of her mouth. And like, that looks so cheesy to me. That is in no way scary. So I'm glad they didn't use that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be one of those things. Like if you bought, if you bought that, like be sleeping on the couch until, until we tuck that down. Like, no, I'm not going in the room. I don't need to, yeah, I don't no. need to go back there. No, I couldn't do it. Good to go. Yeah. It made me freaked out. I always wanted the animatronic one too from the Halloween store, but. I don't know if, if it like talked to me while I was like in my house by myself. I think I'd freak out. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'd move. Yeah, exactly. I'd leave behind all my belongings. I'm done. <laughs> I don't need that couch. Like what? what? <laughs> I don't need. Right? That. Why do you go in your back door now every every day <laughs> like, instead of going in the front? Like even Jason or like Michael Myers or anyone, it's a slasher. Even if they're supernatural, but you could fight them. You could see them coming. You could at least fight for your life when it's like the devil himself. How can you fight that? It's going to take you like you can't really do anything about it. You can't see it. It's like just a yeah. force that you can't do anything about. And that's why it's so fucking scary to me. Yeah. Uh, well, that's why yeah. like get out like that movie really mm -hmm. scared me. And I didn't expect that, but I didn't know what it was like going into it. And like one of my biggest fears is like losing control of myself. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, not being in control of my faculties, whether that's, I don't know, like something to do with my mental health or, uh, you know, dementia later on in life, like that absolutely fucking terrifies me. And so like, and I'm watching this movie and like, he goes down into the sunken place and I was just like, <gasps> yeah. that is so scary. I know that was so good. That was such a good movie. Watching him fall and he's grasping and he's kicking and he's trying to like regain. I mean, like that freaky, freaky. Jordan Peele's a motherfucking genius. I love his work. I love I love mm -hmm. that movie. And then um, what was the other one he did with the bunnies and like the twins? Us. Us was super good. And then um I he did the Twilight Zone. He did a season of the Twilight not the Twilight Zone, I think. And that was super fucking good. Each episode is really creepy and like really interesting. I, I love his work. That being said, I'm not a fan of Nope. Yeah. A lot I of people are not. I, I don't I think really you're in the minority. Funny. I don't know. A lot of people weren't it, huge into it. I'm not it a big a alien person, so it was just kind of like, yeah, that was really good. Yeah. I wanted to see more. I wanted more explanation. I don't know. It just kind of was like this giant kite. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, it's really good. Like, you can tell, you know, obviously, it's, I mean, he's he's a master of like, a, you know, the dialogue, the cinematography, yeah. his relationships that he, that he develops and all this stuff. And then, but there's like, there's just something that's missing from that film that I can't For put sure. my finger on. I watched it on a flight. And I was like, what am I doing? This is not, no, <laughs> it did nothing for me. Yeah. Um, I was actually just talking yesterday about Annabelle Comes Home. Okay. I hadn't seen that movie. And um, I wasn't a fan of the first Annabelle, but the other ones are really good. And I watched it on a flight home from New York, I think. And it was so fucking scary. It made me so uncomfortable. I had to turn it off because I was I was like jumping in my seat and there was like someone next to me. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so I had to turn it off so I wouldn't like, you know, freak the people out next to me. That's a, that's a really good one. I watched it again yesterday, actually. That's all. Yeah, it is really good. I like that one. Uh, yeah, Annabelle Creation, Annabelle Comes Home. Both of those, yeah, are, are, are pretty decent. But yeah, the first one is just kind of a slog. It's not. Yeah, it didn't do anything for me. 
So like The Exorcist being your favorite film, is that like, Mm -hmm. because obviously, you know, you kind of talked about the, like the makeup effects in it, which is fantastic. Is that something that kind of inspired some of your drag or, or is that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, One of my favorite numbers to date is my Exorcist number. And it it always evolves and always changes. Like some songs will be changed out here and there from it, or I'll add something to it. But I just love being able to like, embody Reagan you know so I just walk out there and look horrifying and I throw myself on the ground and scream that it burns and I'm like twerking on my have my ass cheeks out just being sexual and weird and people love it I've had like I, I did once where I put um needles in my forehead with crosses in them oh my and god I pulled them out and there was like blood everywhere and people Jeez. freaked out now I pay for Botox so I'm not gonna be putting needles in my face anymore unless it's like <laughs> the good shit you know but that's my favorite number I think I just updated it for my birthday in August and it was the, with the trailer from the new one. So I, I had like a few of the scenes in the trailer, like put into my mix. I could have all the different exorcist stuff together. And now it's become an exorcist slash evil dead mix with like more possession parts from evil dead. So now it's like a seven minute long, just performance of me screaming horrible, scary things and really cool metal songs. That's awesome. When I'm done, everyone looks scared as shit, but people tip like a motherfucker. So yeah. I'm here for the money and to scare you. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine like Gabby and I were talking about this earlier about like, you know, cause we've been to drag shows and stuff like that, but like, you don't see a whole lot of, of horror drag. Like you really have to like either search that out or know somebody that's, that's doing it or just kind of stumble across it or something like that. So like yeah. my, my ultimate like dream is to, you know, to, to go to a club or something where there is a, like a, a horror drag performer and just like have half the audience not know what they're in for. <laughs> because... <laughs> That's kind of how it is here. I mean, when I when I came to Alaska, um, I performed here a couple times, but the audience here is predominantly straight people that come to watch the show and I get packed. It's always sold out. Um, they love to watch us, but I think they're used to like, you're going to do Ariana Grande or you're going to do, you know, something really poppy and cute and songs that they know. And, you know, you're a pretty girl or you're, I don't know, I guess, how do I put it? Very safe. And when I got here, I- Mainstream. Yeah, and I was wearing my like resurrection fucking wedding dress from like the ghost look. And I came out and did the Deftones uh, or something. I just remember people looking so horrified and so like uncomfortable and didn't know what, nothing. There was not even a dollar up. They didn't tip at all. They were just like, what is this? This is horrifying. And I was like, oh. Listen. It doesn't work here. Okay. But I've slowly gotten them into it. So now they love what I do. They're super into it. I've worked it out to the more, the more skin I show or the more naked I get, the more into it they are. So as long as I'm a hood rat, that's like possessed by the devil. They're super into it. (laughs) If I were ever in a room that you walked in wearing your witch look from resurrection, I would not give you a dollar. I would hand you my checkbook my register, (laughs) my debit card, all of my credit cards, my 401k, every single thing. (laughs) I know you would. And I would just be glad and I would be crying. I would be on my knees, like an offering, like, oh God, take it. That was such a like fun look to do because I grew up loving that movie, The Witches. Like every movie that has touched my soul takes me to a place in like my childhood. Like that one takes me to my aunt's house where I used to go with her because my uncle was a cop, so she didn't want to sleep alone. So I would, I would spend the night with her when I was a little kid. And she was like, yeah, right, whatever you want. We'd always get the witches. And I'd watch that movie over and over as a kid. I also hate children. So it totally is my vibe. 
so being able to like when I got the resurrection prompt and it was like okay a witch a ghost and um a vampire and I immediately knew what I was going to do immediately like without even another thought the grand high witch and it was so fun to do the makeup it was so cool to like get the dress made and stuff because I can't sew for shit but my roommate um does all my costumes so he was like what do you need okay let's make it happen and we, he sketches and we just get ideas together and he makes a lot of the stuff and I do a lot of the makeup stuff and we just like help each other but that was definitely one of my favorite things I've ever done and it was just so cool to be that character and to wear that kind of makeup I love prosthetics they're like my favorite you were so obviously like not to say that there has ever been anything that I've personally booms so I don't know how you feel I don't think I've ever seen anything that you've done on the show that um wasn't you weren't into it you know what I mean I think you people can tell when people are just kind of going through the motions I've mm -hmm. never seen you do that mm -hmm. but when you did that look you were that character that was part of you that you were expressing that wasn't a character that you came up with that you were kind of trying to portray that was that was a part of yourself that you were showing that's how it came across I'm glad. It was so genuine <laughs> and beautiful and just it 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 was it it was almost I don't know heartwarming isn't the right word for it but do you know what I mean like it just it just made you feel so like emotional yeah, yeah yeah it really it just it brought out so much it wasn't just terror it was like I mean, I feel like my fists were up at my face the entire time I was watching that. It's like, oh my God, look at you. You're doing it. I was so proud of you. And I was just like, I was so happy for you that it was just like, oh my God, you did it. You did it. You know, and it was just- You're making me blush. It was almost like I was like standing like off to the side, like cheering for you. Like I was back in college, like, yay. You know, like, yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. Thank you so it much. Was, it it's was so awesome to hear. I always yeah. love to hear what you think of like my work. I don't know. I want to let people, if they like it, if they don't like it, what don't, what don't you like? What do you like? Or how does it touch you? And I think it's really cool to hear that. Like, thank you so much. It means a lot. Like I've been told by people mm -hmm. here too, like when I perform, they're like, you're fucking scary, but like you connect with the audience or you just look at people really intense with your eyes and like your teeth. And it's like super cool. And I'm like, thanks. That's why I do what I do. It makes me happy to like horrify and make people happy at the same time. <laughs> I think by far my favorite thing I've ever done was a vampire look. From from and, Resurrection? Yeah. And oh, that God, I yeah. knew also. I I just knew in my head that every single one of the other people were going to do a beautiful girl in a gown being a beautiful vampire woman. And I was like, that's not who I am. That's not what I like. And I don't want to be the vampire girl. I want to be the thing that like made them all, you know? So my inspiration was Bram Stoker's Dracula and Daybreakers. That was very awesome. the vibe that I wanted to have. And I love Bram Stoker's Dracula. That's the most romantic movie I've ever seen in my life. I want to love like that. <laughs> yeah, it but is. Not with Keanu's accent. <laughs> no. But I think yeah. Lucy made up for it. She was amazing. Okay. <laughs> Everybody else in that movie I mean, is, is absolutely incredible. I, I, love, I love that movie. But yeah, so like speaking of like resurrection, like how much, how much notice did you get from that? Because all of those looks and it's it's crazy because like there's such a transformation from uh season one when we when we saw you and it was just like so elevated uh for for resurrection and by the way like we are huge frankie fans on oh like we were rooting for you in season one we're like god damn it frankie <laughs> better win 
Jeff better win this. I walked out of the finale. I got up. I was done. I was done. Oh my God. I remember that. Like Night over. It was just so, so many years ago. And I was just the beginning of like doing drag. And it was just so much fun. And I just remember it was such a party for me. Like I, I went in there just, let's have a good time. Let's just fucking have fun. Let's just do whatever. It wasn't like this high pressure. I mean, sometimes there was pressure, of course. It's a competition. But for the most part, it was just... I'm just not fucking, I'm here to do the damn. I'm just here to have fun. I'm here to show up and do whatever and just be happy. And I mean, it looks like I give no fucks. <laughs> and um, I totally have ADHD like hard. And that was totally before I had meds. So I have I had like narcolepsy where I would just pass out places if I get understimulated. And if you watch the episodes, you can see like, I think it's the pink challenge or the basic bitch challenge. I have like my visor on at one point and my head is like down because I was totally passing out. Wow. <laughs> I like fall I fall asleep every, not so much anymore, but back then, yeah, that was like the joke. Zochi would always laugh at me that I pass out during conversations. <laughs> but you could see me knock out a couple times. But it was just such a fun time, such a cool experience. And my best friends were there. Like I Ursula is such a good friend and Zochi's my best friend. And it was so cool to experience that with them. And I've become so much closer to Loris now as the time has gone by. And I love Laura so much. Mm. I think she's super fucking talented and cool. So it's been cool. And I'm super close to Kendra, actually, from season two. So that it's cool. She actually works here, too. She came out here for, like, the whole summer. We Oops. love. <laughs> <laughs> we, go, we go way back. Uh, Grandmother bitch. Years old. And she, <laughs> she was 18 years old. And our roommates were seeing each other at the time. So they brought us as, like, a buffer. And while they were being cute and like flirting and shit, she was like, so uh, you wanna go hook up? And I was like, okay. And we went to another room and just like hooked up. <laughs> and then you've been friends ever since? Yeah, you know, it that's brings you so together. That's sweet. That's how gay people make friends, right? We just fuck each other and then we're just friends forever. But yeah, we're super close. She's my, she's Some like my best. straight people too. <laughs> oh, honestly. <laughs> I like, gotta, gotta try everybody out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, how many times have we looked at each other and said, Grandma the bitch? Like, oh, yeah. how many times, like, have we done that to each other that we're that just made like, me I mean, die. oh my <laughs> God, it was so funny. Because before she went to go do that, we were working together and then she said, I, I need to leave, whatever. And I knew what it was for, but she couldn't really tell me. And I was like, I'm not going to get you in trouble. It's fine. Do whatever. But um, I was just so excited to see it. And I remember when she came back after filming, because we were still working and she came back to work after being gone for like however long, uh, she was like, so yeah, I didn't get to the end. And I was like, it's cool. I can't wait to watch it. And it was just funny to have not know much about it. And then I was hosting a Dragula party in Tex Texas, I think. And it was that episode. So I got to watch her come out and do that. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And it was grandmother bitch and she was screaming. And I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is this character? This is ridiculous. But like, she sold it to so you. Good. There's nothing Kendra so can't sell to you. Like she could, she could do anything. It's ridiculous and it's so fucking funny. And I was just here for it. I knew she was going home because that was in no way a comparison to like what, what else was happening there. But I'm so happy it happened and I'm, it was hilarious. It's a, it's an iconic moment now in Dragula history for sure. Oh, well, now that amazing. I know that you guys are best friends how and who do like who do I speak with and how do I bring it up to them that I need a spinoff of you two like my two favorites I just I just need a spinoff of you two just 
living I mean I want like the real housewives but not over dramatic just regular life of you two I could watch like if they just did like just you guys walk into a room together and there's a camera and there is no kind of any plot or you know whatever they do for subplots and and we're ridiculous things like honestly we're so stupid and we do the dumbest shit like at work I'm her manager and she's a server and I'm I'm supposed to be telling her how to do her job and I'm like trying to be cool with her and like whatever but as soon as no one's around and we're like alone I I literally ride her like Yoshi <laughs> like I jump on her back and I'm like running on the whole restaurant you know and, like laughing and spanking her or like we were just rapping the other night like screaming at each other and laughing super loud and then people came and were like oh shit fuck there's guests there's there's people <laughs> you know it's like I don't know but we're always acting a fool and always yelling and making faces and just screaming all over the room and being loud and obnoxious. And I love it. I love that she's always at a 10 because I'm always there too. <laughs> I, I I need to experience this in person. I, or at least like, I, I, I need, I need to see this. This is like. Do you guys ever watch her, um, her channel? She has the boo view for Dragula. No, she I does, don't like, know. She does a review what for like it? the, um, some of the episodes and stuff. And I, I did one with her. And we had to refilm it. So the first the first night we did it together, um, we got so shit faced that like it was like two hours of us just laughing and Jeez. screaming and like acting messy as fuck. And um, when it was over, the, the guys that were filming us were like, "This was a lot. Like you guys are ridiculous, and we couldn't even get you guys to focus. And you guys are drunk as fuck. You could tell. So we had to redo it the next day. And we were a little more controlled, but still loud and ridiculous and drunk. So you should look it up. It was for the Titans. What's it finale. called? Uh, it's the the Boo View. It's on Kendra Onyx's page, and it's uh her Boo View. I think it's B O U. Yeah, and I did the Titans finale with her, and that was a really fucking fun episode to do together, and go through everyone's looks and just talk a lot of shit. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I, we're gonna, yeah, we're definitely gonna have to find this and check this out because yeah. I didn't even know. I, that I have to go. I yeah. have to leave now. Yeah. I have things. <laughs> I have. I'm sorry. Bye, guys. So who are who are Love your you. who are your top five favorite Dragula people? All right. So, top Ooh. five for me um, is okay. Not blowing smoke up your ass. I mean, you may like that, but I'm not doing it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. You are num- my number one. Um, really, you don't have to say that just because I'm here. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Like. Um, like you have it no is idea. true actually yeah okay. it's it's very very true let me tell he was me, he was literally disappointed when you didn't show up on titans i'm sorry let me let me tell this story so the first time well every time and gabby can attest to this because um i saw resurrection before she did and i'm like gotta watch we've got to watch this together and every time every goddamn fucking time i sob like a little bitch at the end of that show like because <laughs> You know, going in, everybody's looks on that on uh, Resurrection are so good. Every 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 one of them did such a good job. Now, I mean, you, obviously, like the the Boulets come on and they kind of they kind of give their takes on things, and so you can kind of tell where things are going um, a little bit. But everybody did so well, and sometimes it's it's one of those tricking things, you know. So it's like they they talk about it, but then somebody else, you know, like how great yeah. somebody did, and then somebody else ends up winning. Um, so you, you never can really tell. Um, but like the, the music starts playing and I'm like, oh, what's, you know, like what's going on? 
what's happening? And then you kind of like get, okay, it's the cursed, you know, it's witchcraft, it's the cursed tape and, and all this stuff. And so you figure it out, you kind of figure it out that everybody that starts being affected by the tape is, is losing, you know, is, is, is the, the one who, you know, is not moving on to season four. Yeah. And when you start coughing up the stuff, like I fucking start bawling like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I did too, actually. I watched it with my mom and like my drag sisters and we were just all sitting in my, my house. Of course, during COVID times, so you can't tell me when you were doing that because everyone thinks you're going to kill everyone. But, um, we were all sitting in my bedroom watching it together and I fully thought I was going to win. I was like, this is mine. I did the coolest fucking looks. Like my witch was amazing. My, I loved my ghost and I didn't even get, that's the one thing about TV. You never really get the whole picture. You get so many things that are left out. Like there were just so many details that I don't know if you know, but my roommate is Christina clown and she's an amazing fucking drag performer. She's incredible. And we worked on everything together and um, he had made, this beautiful dress and when I ran and it would have just come off and it was a whole other dress underneath that was like a whole other reveal and they kind of like showed it backwards you didn't get to actually see how it works and then we made a child whose head I ripped off and there was just so many little things that, were that. that no one got to see super up close and even the witch we had a chocolate bar that said doom on it because she has chocolate she gives the kids and I had mice that I was stepping on so there were just so many little details but I, I fully was like, I'm winning this. This is everything. I tried my best. I did the, the best that I could with what I had. And we had like, I think, not very much time. I think we had like four weeks to like get everything together. And um, we shot everything. Like everyone had a week to do their stuff. So I think like one week was one, one person, the next week was another person. And they were just kind of filming us one after another. And we all had like three or four days to do everything together and like just kind of like all right, you're done. You have these three days to do all these looks together and film everything and get everything shot. And it was like the middle of summer. It was like a hundred and something degrees. And it was shitty. I wanted to die just sweating profusely and being moist in places you shouldn't be moist. <laughs> so when I saw myself, when I saw myself die, I totally cried like a little bitch. And I was like, well, this sucks. I, w I wanted money. <laughs> fame. But um, same, same with season one. I was in uh, Washington... Yeah, performing, and um, I was with Monique, actually, before she was on season two, and we were had just done a show together, and we watched the ending together, and we were both crying in, like, some random person's living room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I get that. I'm, I get that. Oh, man. I'm always, a bride, I'm always a bridesmaid, never a bride, but it, I, I don't know. If you win, you don't get to come back, I guess, so I'm okay with not winning because I get to return whenever. That so I'm ready, be... for, I, I'm ready for Titans 2. Put it yes. out in the universe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going back. So, uh, you know, Frankie Doom, Coco Kane, uh, Kendra Onyx, Victoria Black, and the fifth one, like, it, it's because it's so hard because I love everyone. I really do. Like, so, but if I, if you're going to make me pick, um, if I'm going to have to choose somebody, it'd be Dolly. I love, I love Dolly as well. That's you a really cool, Dolly. A cool top five list. Um, well, I mean, I'm amazing. And Kendra's amazing. Coco Kane is fucking incredible. Oh, yeah. And so gorgeous and so beautiful. And then you said, well, Victoria? Victoria and then Dolly. Well, yeah. Yeah. Her, her art is insane. Yeah. Like, I love prosthetics. I wish I had my own little workshop like she does to do stuff like to her level because her stuff is just insane. Um, and she's just so talented. And then there's Dolly, who's fucking incredible. Um, I've known him, all well, of them forever. Um, I was a really big fan of Blood on the Dance Floor back in the day. Like, um, 
I thought he was the hottest thing ever. And I remember telling my boyfriend at the time, if I have a freebie, it's going to be him because I wanted to like hook up with him one day. And he was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, whatever. And then we actually talked one like on, I think it was Facebook or MySpace or something. And um, he was like, no, it's too, it's too, it's getting too close to home. You can actually meet this person. It's weird. And we ended up being in one of his music videos back in the day and we became really cool. And then he moved to San Diego and started doing drag with one of my really close friends, BB Gun, who was his drag mother. And we all ended up hanging out together. So whenever I would go to San Diego, I would hang out with Dolly back in the day. We've oh, been friends really ever neat. since. That's we all kind of know so cool. We all go way back. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Like, what that's about a, you? That's a solid list. I love yeah. Dolly too. I'm such a huge fan. Everything they do is just so beautiful. And like the evolution from what drag is to you, because it's a female impersonator or however you want to see it to where they are now is such a change. It's such an evolution. Mm -hmm. The beauty of the androgyny is just absolutely stunning and breathtaking and just it, it, Dolly to me is walking art. Mm -hmm. There's just a living painting, sculpture, whatever you want to call it. It's just absolutely like it's unreal, but it's literally standing in front of you. Like, it's also close you, to the, the, the evolution of art. Like when um, I was younger, I would go to bars and stuff dressed like a demon person and like half naked with wings and horns and scary teeth and makeup. And that wasn't considered drag then. It was just, no, you're a club kid or you're just dressing up to go out. Like it was never appreciated or seen as like anything special. And then now everything is considered art. Everything is enjoyed. Everything, everything gets to get its moment. I feel like everyone appreciates what people do and how much work people put into their looks so much more now, where it doesn't have to be just drag as a, as a female or as a, human you can be a fucking bat creature you can be a witch you could be whatever you want to be and it's considered yeah. art and people love it and i think that's so cool that we're at a place where it's just enjoying and sucking in everyone's art yeah absolutely yeah, all right gabby what, absolutely what, what about you you got to do your top five now do you mind? okay um top five sigourney kendra coco frankie eva okay that's a good one too yeah. Very strong. Eva's amazing. And oh, Sigourney's incredible. I'm meeting Eva next month. Are you really? Yeah, she is. I'm in Pennsylvania. She's doing a show in York. It's about two hours away from me. Mm -hmm. And um, Booms got me a cameo from her for my birthday. And she said in the cameo, we will meet someday and I will give you a hug. I'm getting my fucking hug from her. I am so fucking <laughs> That's excited. So awesome. I am obsessed with her. Booms. How many times have I just like absolutely like out of nowhere just burst into tears? Like when they're like fucking in the boudoir, I'm just like, I just love her so yeah. much. Like I fucking love her. Fucking yeah. She is so good. I've been watching her also for like years and just her attention to detail and her art and just watching her perform is like yeah. magic. It's like this yeah. whole force that just comes over her and she just goes out and does the, the most. And it's so fun to watch. Um, oh Zochi used to host a, a show in LA called Invasion and she had the weirdest fucking themes. They were the most backwards themes like Undead Disney or like uh, Golden Girl slash like zombies or something. It was weird. Mm. But um, she booked Eva for one of them and she came out and we all of us got to hang out and do dead shit. And just watching Eva go off and go through a theme was just super fucking cool. And I've, I've loved her ever since. So I was so glad to see her on and see that she got to show what she does because she's such a smart and really put together artist. That's and she good. seems like, well, I don't know her real name. He seems 
like a genuinely good person. And, you know, I have to give an honorable mention, speaking of good people, to Louisiana Purchase. Oh, yeah. Ugh. And I mean, my, I love, my entire heart. Last, so, so go ahead. I was just saying, like, my entire heart just goes to her. I mean, it's just she's so cute. I love her. Yeah. I want to give anyway. her a hug. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, you just want to, so like, so, snuggle up. So here's a sad thing. I'm a really big Louisiana fan. I've loved her for a long time. Um, whenever she, whenever we're in the same place, it's always like a day after. So I've never actually gotten to like meet them or hang out with them ever. Cause every time they're in LA, I had just flown out to go somewhere else to perform somewhere else. And then I would get back and she had just left. And then I was in Texas and she wasn't in Texas. So we've always almost met up and then like just never had a chance to, and that really blows. But one day it'll happen. <laughs> I'll make it happen. I'm gonna go to Texas soon and visit Dochi. So I'll make it happen. But yeah, I'm I swear to God, the day that you and Louisiana meet, it's just going to be like, you guys are just going to like lock eyes. And all of a sudden, even without rain, there's just going to be a rainbow. And it's just <laughs> going to be like the happiest moment in the universe. Like, I want ever. us both to just be naked as shit in our feathers and looking like burlesque goddesses and just take awesome photos half naked, covered in blood. Is it weird that I want that too? <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it onto the universe. Let's make it happen. Because that would be such a fun <laughs> shoot. Please I want some scary teeth and blood and gore and just me and Louisiana on top of each other. Gabby wants <laughs> that. Every bit of it. So what are your top five? That's so hard because I know them all. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Victoria is one of them for sure because I love her work. I love horror. I love prosthetics. That's just such a higher level of makeup. It's not just drag. It's beyond and I, I think I could do a little of that. I think I'd do a good job, but she's just out of this world. When she did the thing on Titans, I was dead. I had I had heard the prompt and I said, what would I do? I would do the thing. The thing is like the creepiest thing ever. And then she came out and did it. I was like, of course you did it. Of course that was where you went with it, you know? So her for sure. Um, Sigourney's another one. Um, Kendra, of course. It's <sighs> so hard. I love them all for so many different reasons. Um, Dolly. And then there's one more, right? Yep. One, yeah. one more. Oh, God. Hollow Eve. Okay. And I will say yeah. because Hollow makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I, w I went to her house in San Francisco to stay with her for a week. And I'm afraid of bugs. That's like my thing. Like, I... I can't do roaches. They make me so uncomfortable. I'll, I'll probably puke. I face the fear though. Like I've gone to this place where they throw bugs on you and it was like horrifying because I wanted to get through it. Still can't do it. Still yeah. makes me uncomfortable, but I did it. It was cool. But she had roaches in her house that were like, that she used for a performance and they were just dead sitting like in this like cabinet kind of thing that she had. And there was like moths and like worms. There was just so many bugs everywhere that were like at some point alive, but aren't anymore because they were sewn through things. And it was just so uncomfortable to be around these bugs all the time. I wanted to die because it was, it was just gross. And I, I was so freaked out. <laughs> but her art is so weird and so out there and always has such a powerful meaning behind it. And watching her perform is kind of intense. So I enjoy it. I like all the needles. I like all the pain. I, I think if there's one word that could ever... Very, very blanketly describe hollow eve it would be intense yeah an intense person that is for an sure intense person yeah yeah also very 
and so sweet and so fun to be around. I don't know. Really? I, I, I don't very... mean that to be a, a bitch. I swear to God. I don't oh, no, mean that I feel, to be bitchy. I, honestly, I feel like really fun. What people sweet? got to see isn't how they really are all the time. You okay. know, like you, you got to see a version of them being in a really crazy situation where they were just so much pressure to perform and just stress the fuck out, I'm sure. So normally they're super loving. We hug all the time. And it's just like the most loving person and just shows you around and takes you places. And we've every time we hung out, it's been so like artsy and just laying down and talking about ideas and going to eat and just like vegging out and cuddling. <laughs> Hollow is like one of the sweetest people I've ever met. I imagine that's kind of that's kind of crazy. Like hey, how hello. How on like on the show? So obviously it's not it's not scripted, you know. It's that's one of the and that you know the boules have been like very like hey this is you know we don't make the drama we don't you know we don't tell them what to say or anything like that. Yeah. But like, is there, uh, is there like a pressure to like perform for the cameras? I feel like everyone has that though. Like everyone wants that moment. Everybody wants to have their like fifteen minutes or get that scene where they're being crazy and they want to be seen. So. I feel like we're all trying to figure out what we could say to be a catchphrase, you know, because everyone wants to sell merch and sell things and be the favorite. So I feel like there's that pressure of like always being on or always being funny. Oh, wait, I have to add, I have to add one more to my list just because I have to. Melissa be fierce. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Um, I love her. I'm a giant fan. And all around, like just her drag in general has always inspired me since the beginning of me starting doing drag. Kendra and I did one of her competitions actually, and I was in the top three of that too. Of course I didn't win because that's never gonna happen. But um, I learned so much from watching Melissa every week and me competing every week and learning how to do different things. So she's always like inspired me and just seeing that she she does beautiful drag. She does rhinestones and hair and just very um, polished and perfect. But if you give her a fucking prompt to do something horrifying, she throws herself fully into it and commits to it and brings out something fucking out there. So I really, really, really admire and appreciate and love Melissa B. Fears. Yeah. Have you ever seen anybody do a better death drop than Melissa? No, there will never be another. It's insane. She hits the ground so hard and jumps right back up. I thought I could do it and I wanted to do it and I, I was wasted. So I was kind of in San Diego and I was like, yeah, you know what? I got this. And I did some random number and at the end of it, in my brain, I did that. I did it. Then I saw the video later and it was disgusting. I I clearly fell to the ground and like rolled around like a crazy person. It was not good. <laughs> that is not my strength. <laughs> now, okay, I have a I have a question that's a little controversial. And if you don't want to answer it, absolutely do not. It's not, you know, I'm just kind of being a little catty right now. Um, we just did top five. Is there anybody in any season that you have ever thought, like, first of all, how did you even get there? And second, and you don't have to name names. I'm just asking in general. Not only how did you get there, but how did you get so far? Hmm. Yes. And there's two of them. <laughs> oh, and I nice. still should have said you can't you don't have to name names oh, I want to know so bad damn it I'll tell you when we're not filming <laughs> okay okay all right but just explain like kind of generally like you don't don't like talk about any of the looks but just like kind of in the spirit like um 
one, I don't know much about them. I've never met them. Um, they're really out there. And I think the concepts are kind of cool. The ideas are kind of cool. I just don't think they're ever actually executed perfectly. So it just kind of falls kind of flat. Um, the other one got far and did great. And I don't understand why. She's very boring. <laughs> like there was just I know nothing. Who the second one is. There was just nothing happening behind the eyes. Uh, I don't know. And there was just like, really? You're into that? That's what got you? That That's what? Yeah. Okay. We all look at drag differently. We all have our favorites. I like things to be bloody and crazy. So I guess that's not everyone's cup of tea. But that person, I was kind of like, mm, I mean, it's cute. But it doesn't move me. Okay. Okay. I know who number two is. <laughs> She's like I was see, thinking. See if you guess it. Let's see if you knew, if you actually know. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. I we'll can't talk wait to be done recording. Yeah, we'll talk <laughs> off camera or off uh, off recording about that because I think I know who the first one is. But we'll 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 talk okay, off that's camera. Cool. Yeah. I'm interested. <laughs> oh my god! I feel like this is the best conversation I've ever had. That we had an entire list of questions and we hit almost all of them without actually asking them. Yeah, exactly. Oh, one question I have to have answered. Oh my God, Frankie. Huh? What is Israel like when the cameras aren't on? Oh my God, that man is so hot. It's like stupid. Um, well, I've known him way before the show. I've worked with him before, but um, he's just like this amazing, beautiful, gorgeous model of like a man. And he's quiet as shit, um, but he's so sweet. Like... I think when Dragula was a competition, like a competition, just like a pageant, uh, he was always like their go-go dude that he would come in and kind of like stand there and do the thing. And I think he did a Skeletor look that was insane. But we were backstage and he was just back there oiling himself up. And he was mm. like, hey, what's up, babe? And just super sweet and just so mm. nice. And I was kind of like, this beautiful, gorgeous man is speaking to me. And I'm like covered in blood and I'm a mess, mm -hmm. but okay. But he actually got undressed in front of us. And me and my... Uh, my roommate were just like holy shit we're like seeing his butt and his like penis we're like dying <laughs> um but no he's super cool and then um i think it was after season one we did like a little tour to was it san francisco i think and i rode in the car with um him i believe and ursula and ian and the whole drive up there was super fun we were just laughing and having such a good time and giggling and stuff and just kicking the whole time and then at the, at the hotel it was funny that we take so long to get ready. It took Israel longer. It's a <laughs> lot of oil. He was in the shower for God knows how long. And he was putting on his, co it's coconut oil too, I believe. Because it always smells like coconuts, which I love coconuts. All my body sprays, everything that I spray on my body is coconut. I live in the smell of coconut. It's like my favorite thing in the world. So mm. I love how that man yes. smells. And um, yeah, he was in the bathroom forever. He was in there forever getting ready. And then he came out with like eyeliner on. He goes, how does this look? <laughs> and I was like, it's beautiful. It's great. It was just so funny that he takes such a long time to put himself together, but he's such a nice guy, super sweet and super hot. And when he told me his age, I wanted to scream because um, that makes no sense. That man's a vampire. <laughs> yeah, I am. I, I Ballpark it. 50s? Am I high or low? I think at the time that I talked to him, it was like 40 something. So maybe, but... He looks good. I, I was just like, holy shit. I, I want good. to look that good when I'm 40 something. Yeah. 
Yeah, he I mean, hell, I am good. 40 something. I don't look like that. But you look great. Oh, bless. I wouldn't have said 40 something. Thank you. I have a filter on. <laughs> I, have my, I have my filter put into my face <laughs> yeah i um i don't botox or anything but booms can attest when we talk to somebody not i mean i should i should do a disclaimer hello all of our friends that we talk to on a regular basis i'm not saying anything against you guys i'm just talking about our new friends that are like famous and important <laughs> and i love you guys but you're our friends um when we're talking to somebody like you, Boomer could attest, it takes me about an hour to get my face done. And um, thank you. And I also put a filter on. <laughs> so you thanks. look great. Thank yeah, I, I wore a tie tonight. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're both great. You're both, well, listen, both very beautiful. Booms is, Boomer, Boomer Booms and I are the same Boomer age. And Boomer looks like he's like 22. <laughs> and it pisses me off that Booms looks 20 years younger than we do. And I, um, I was looking at the video right now with Boomer on it. And I was like, when we first started and I said, okay, so he's like really good looking and there's like evil dead behind him. And there's like all these creepy things behind him. I'm like, oh, what a beautiful man. What do I meet someone like that for me? <laughs> I, I want a beautiful young guy that has horror things everywhere and death all over his room. I feel like we would bond. In the woods. <laughs> yeah. Podcast in the woods. <laughs> well, okay. No, we are, we whenever, are definitely- whenever, we're I talk to, whenever I talk to anyone online or whatever, or like anyone's like, so you're cute or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I get that or whatever. But um, so what are your top five horror movies? Like I tell them, where are you from? Okay, give me the general idea of who you are as a person. But the most important question, it's do you want children? And um, what are your top five horror movies? And one, I don't want kids, so no. And two, if the top five sucks, I'm not touching you. <laughs> yeah. And if a person says that they don't like horror, mm, yeah, I, uh, well, I have a kid, so I'm, I'm okay if you have kids, because I'm not going to judge. I made the mistake. Not true. See, but no, him. but, no, but you're, you're yeah. raising a beautiful human that, like, oh my God, he's so amazing. that's such a, I guess that gives me, like, hope for, like, the future, because I feel like if I were to be a parent, I'd be such a cool fucking dad, because I would oh, yeah. give them the support that they deserve, and, things that I didn't have. My parents are amazing. I love my parents. They love me so much and we're in such a good place. But like, kids don't come with a manual, of course, you know? And we were raised Catholic, we're Hispanic. Um, my parents were super young, kind of figuring out life. So for them, it was like, we're learning so much from like the world and moving into our house and whatever. And we have a kid now and I'm a fucking walking corpse and I love death and I love scary things. And then I was gay as shit too. So they were kind of like, oh my God, you're gay, you're loud, you're creepy, you're committing crimes, running away from home all the time and being loud. Like, I was not easy. So they didn't get it. And they were not always into everything I did. And they really didn't get drag at all at first and thought it was weird and were not supportive or really okay with it at first. But I think my mom put it best where she said, I just want to see you happy. And I realized that you're so fucking happy, that your life is great and that you smile all the time and that the things that you do make you happy. So I shouldn't care. It shouldn't bother me. And I just, it just changed how she saw everything. It wasn't like, uh, this is weird. I don't get it. I don't know. Now it was, it's you. And that's fine. Yeah. And I just want you to be happy. And she's so supportive. And my dad is so supportive. And I think also Resurrection helped a lot where we filmed at my house. So my parents got to see the crew come and like, they got to realize what a big deal it was and how important it is. And 
what we're actually doing and my art and how it came to life. And they were watching me walk around like a bat creature half naked outside in the street, you know, <laughs> coming out of a coffin. So they were kind of like, okay, this is insane. This is wild. People love this. This is crazy. So they've come a long way and they're super awesome. Whenever I get to hang out with them and see them, all we do is like hug each other and love each other and just talk and bond. So I'm afraid of people raising assholes, people that are raising hateful people that just hate everyone for no reason. And, you know, I was yeah. watching a thing, I think it was teenagers that were like 12, 13 year olds that are following some guy that fucking hates women. I can't remember his name, but he was talking about how women are shit. Women are only for like sex and like men should not respect women. And these boys were just talking about women calling them bitches and stuff on TV and saying that all gays should die and they would have to kill all the faggots. And I was just like, what, why is this? This is 2023. Why is this happening? Who's teaching these people these things? Like we're making it's... evil children that are going to kill everyone. We're creating active shooters. Like, stop. It's disgusting. And you know what? I I, I hate blaming ignorance. I, I think that in some ways, ignorance is true to the definition of ignorance is a reason I don't think it's an excuse I think that some people just are not as informed or as exposed as other people mm -hmm. when I was growing up um I I to this I don't have a relationship with either of my parents um my mom or my stepdad my stepdad raised me I don't have a relationship with either of them um they're both not great people they did not do a good job raising us we you know I had a horrible childhood um but the one thing that my parents did right was um, my dad's best friends were a gay couple. My mom had a lot of gay friends. She worked at a gay bar for years. And so for us, it was very normal. And to this day, and, and I think that one of the things that I do that I've kind of done right is I didn't, I didn't want to have kids, but also I didn't have my son until I was 35. So I've lived life. I've had mm -hmm. my whole life. I've formed my opinions. I've seen things. I've done things. I've been around things. And the one thing, even before I lived my life, that I have never, ever fucking understood, who the fuck cares who you're fucking? Right. As long as you're not fucking my man, what the fuck do I fucking care? What like, gets me is that people care what you wear. Like, there's people that are yeah. young children at walmart because they're wearing a pink t-shirt it's like who the fuck cares why do you care what someone else is wearing what does it bother you that someone's wearing a skirt like why do you care yeah. why is it so important to you why do you feel that you have to commit violence yeah. against a group of people or someone in general because you don't like what they look like like who cares it's so weird to yeah. me but i think yeah you know who god hates assholes. people who hate other people yeah. okay so anybody who's listening let me repeat that for the back of the fucking room because you can't afford my fucking seats if you hate other people, God hates you. It's, I don't know. It's yeah. such a weird way to live. And yeah, it is ignorance don't, and people yeah. are exposed to stuff. But I mean, I wasn't exposed to a lot of things either. And I evolved and I learned and I've got better. So I feel like there's hope people could change. They just don't want to. And that's yeah. insane to me to not, to want to be actively hateful is weird to me. Yeah. It's it so much tiring. energy. It must be so tiring to be such a hateful person. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're always thinking about but other people's business. Tiring, but like, how bored are you, bitch? I have to work. I have to clean my house. I have to pay my bills. I have to take care of my kid. Right. There's so much going do on. Do you need know. something yeah. to do? Because I have a whole pile of laundry that you can help me out with. <laughs> I have a week's worth of meal prep that you can help me out with. I hate scrubbing my bathtub. You could do that. Also, something you said, you had your kid at 35. 
And I feel yeah. that needs to be expressed to the world that you don't have to have children at 20 years old. You don't like, know shit at 20 years old. When I talk to like friends of mine from like, even before they were like, yeah, you know, I'm going to get married and have children. I'm kind of like, no, don't like, that's the reason why so many people break up, you know, like just take some yeah. years to get to know each other take time to travel the world together, like learn each other, experience being a couple, like jumping into children right away. is just, you know, both of you're not going to sleep. You're going to hate each other. You're going to yell at each other. Just do the good stuff. Have some fun. Enjoy your life. And when you're older and can actually understand things and you have a grasp on the concept of the world, then consider having a child, you know? Yeah. And like you said, you well, know your shit, you've been around, you know what you're up, you're into, and you've formed your opinions. You're a fully formed yeah. human. Yeah. It's so many, so many people don't get that. And it's 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 crazy to me. And I just I don't understand it. Hopefully some of all of us wipe our ass when shit. Um you know what I mean? Like we all do the same things. We all get the fucking flu. We all fucking like, yeah. I don't know, watch TV and watch fucking yeah. Roseanne or random shit. Like, I don't know. What's I that? love an old episode of Roseanne. Oh, I know. I used uh, to watch the old ones with my, with my roommate and we would laugh at Aunt Jackie. She's our favorite. <laughs> yes. I was just going to say Jackie. Oh God. I loved her. She was a mess. That blonde person. So <laughs> oh God. She was crazy when she had to call the aunt and tell her that the dad died. And the aunt couldn't hear her to this day, just thinking oh about God. it. Oh, and when he's she dead. got Dad's drunk. Dead. He's dead. And then she's yeah. like, he's fine. Thanks for asking. <laughs> he's fine. Take care. That was so good. Wow, that was sad though when Dan died. I have a really weird crush on John Goodman. Um, so does my so does my roommate. He's obsessed. Like he always says that his dream man is John Goodman. And he's like, one day I'll find a man just like that. And whenever we see him in movies, <laughs> he's, on movies and stuff, he's like, oh, there he is. I think we saw him. Um, what was that movie he just did that was Cloverfield? Yeah. Where he was like in the Did like bunker with that girl. He was so creepy and old and weird. And he was just like, oh, John Goodman. <laughs> his voice, though, no, that's what it is. Like his voice is incredible. He's got a great He's voice, a good dad. Yeah. He's a good provider. <laughs> <laughs> He'll take care of you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I will totally make him box macaroni and cheese and meatloaf every single night. Mm. Hey, Dan Connor. <laughs> Dan Connor can get it. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't. I don't want to keep you too long. I got. I got one more question, and then Gabby, if you have, if you have, if you have one more, and then we'll uh, we'll talk off air because I'm interested to get to so this. So many but, questions. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know. Um, so doing this in preparation for season five of the Boulay Brothers, and mm -hmm. obviously they haven't released the cast, and we we don't know who's going to be on there. Uh, but is and I'm not asking. Reddit knows. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But I'm not asking you. Reddit to speculate. knows. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that there. Yeah, I'm sure that there are things out there. Talk. But Keep is there anybody that has not been on the Boulay Brothers Dragula? Somebody that you know personally or know of that you think should be on either you know season five or in the future? Oh my God! Yeah, I have a I have a list. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> okay, so I rep this person constantly because they're the most amazing person on earth. Um. My my best friend, roommate, ex-boyfriend, uh, Christina Clown. Okay. Um, they've worked with the Boulets before. We both were their executioners before Dragula was a show. And we would pick the top 10 coolest people and, like, bring them on stage. And we'd help with the stage show. And they've just always been so creative. They do all my costumes. They make they make Frankie Doom. Like, I, I tell him, like, I give you all the credit. Like, I'm a personality. I'm funny. I love my makeup. I do good stuff. But everything that I wear has been made by him and whatever ideas I come up with, he helps me put them together. And 
he's such an out of the box person where I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm weird and I have my, my, my art, but it's always evil, dark possession, whatever. I have like my box and his is just, it explodes into wherever. And he just made, he made a thing that was, I think had six tits, five arms, a giant clam pussy. And <laughs> what is this? it looks like his Ooh, face is coming snap. out of another. It is so weird. And he wears it and it, it does body beautiful. And it's like one of the funnest numbers ever. So I just find him so creative. I find him so incredible. And I feel like he would win if he actually did the show. Um, so maybe in the future, he'll actually try out and want to do it. But I know they've, they've, they've been interested in him for a bit. Um, oh, nice. And then there's Abby Cadabra, who I think is in Atlanta, Georgia right now. But they're they, when I met them, they were in Michigan. And they just did a fucking look after Tusk, a fucking walrus person. And that was so ugly and funny at the same time. But they're just super creative and so weird. And I love horror. So when someone takes it to the extra level, I... I become obsessed and the Boulets met her and told her that she reminded them of me. And we've been friends for so long before we both did drag that she's like, I guess I'm your like drag daughter. They called me your drag daughter. And I said, I guess, you know, so when I got booked over there in Michigan, we spent a week together and we like did wigs together and did makeups and did stuff together. And I was like, okay, it's official. You're my pseudo drag daughter. I don't do drag children, but if I were to have something, it'd be you. Cause I'm actually teaching you something or doing drag with you. So that was kind of cool, but they're super, super fucking talented. And um, let me think. There's like a few more, but there's like a uh, show pony from New York. Amazing performer, beautiful. He's so talented. His makeups are so weird. Yeah, and that's about it. Oh, and Coma White. But yeah, those people look them up. They're okay. fucking incredible. Okay. As far as as far as season five though, though goes, Reddit does know, from what I understand, because I've seen like the lists and the pictures and the videos on like YouTube. But I just did um, a podcast with Disasterina called Tasty Bits, where we discussed every single person that's on the Reddit list for season five. Oh, nice. Okay. What's it called? Tasty Bits? Tasty yeah, Bits. With the Disasterina, so, yeah. You should t give that a listen so you'll actually see what Reddit figured out is the next cast. And it's a good cast. It's okay. interesting. I love Disasterina. <laughs> Disasterina is so funny. I love Zestrina. <laughs> I can see them soon. <laughs> yeah. All right, Gabby, you have you have anything else? I get one more. One more. Okay. Again, no shade, swear to God. The Boulets are absolutely like fucking royal to me. Like they are just like ethereal, like just unrealistically amazing. And every week when they do their, their reveal and they, they do their intro music and it's just like, you get the chills and it's just like so fucking amazing. I love them, but I cannot tell if they are very um, serious people, maybe a little bit shy, maybe a little bit reserved, or if they're a little bit aloof, a little bit bitchy, which way um, does the scale <laughs> tip? Um they're bitchy gays like yeah. I, I love like i mean they, they do seem very i mean i watch the show too and I've, I've been there i've lived it and they just seem so put together and you know they're in charge of a whole fucking show so i feel like they have that professionalism but they're so funny and they always are just saying catty ass shit and being funny and just making jokes like they're just really fun catty gays and i think it's so great 
like the best moment that I've ever seen on the show was actually from your season when Loris had the allergic, was it Loris had the allergic reaction? Oh yeah. And it showed like the behind the scenes that they're just standing there carrying their parasols and like everybody's like rushing and they're just like, (laughs) what happened? That day was And they're like, it's an allergic reaction. And they're like, who did to what? And it was just like, I really want to be around you, but I really don't want to be around you because I'm scared of you, but I love you, but I just, you're scary. And I love you, but I'm uh, terrified. And I feel like you would notice that when I was in 10th grade, I had an ingrown toenail and you would make fun of me for it, but I really <laughs> love you, but I just like, I'm scared of you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Oh my I, God. I, I remember, like- I remember that day and it was such a long day and it was so hot. And um, we were trying to not melt and fall apart. And I was hanging out with Zochi and we saw Loris making a scene. And I think I was, Meatball was nearby. And I just looked at Zochi and was like, oh my God, this is such bullshit. I'm done. I'm out of here. This is r- ridiculous. And I walked away from the whole scenes. I didn't care. And we were both like just talking shit and laughing about how stupid it was and how ridiculous it was. And um, I think Meatball called me out. She was like, what are you guys doing over there talking shit? And I was like, no, just drinking water. And the hose wasn't even on. It wasn't even plugged in I, like to the thing. I was just getting some water obviously talking shit in the corner making fun of people (laughs) did meatball talk a ton of shit because i loved her and obviously not tonight iconic but she's a little bit like she might get a little a little bit behind your back um i don't talk to her as much as everybody else but um i will say i did get that vibe from season one she was very like catty and very behind your back, I guess it felt like. I don't know. I just don't think we vibe that much. I think she's cool. I think she's talented. I think she's pretty. And I love what she does. And she's fucking funny as fuck. And her performances she's are amazing. Great. We yeah. Just, we just never had much, enough time together to like bond. <laughs> she is, um, to me, she's got a little bit of Gretchen Wiener in her. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with Mean Girls, she's a little mm-hmm. bit Gretchen Wiener. I know that well, the secret right now is like, hmm. She's full of secrets. Yeah. And and she'll she'll spill them, but only when she's mad and like really pushed to the brink, but she'll take everything in. Well, and that and case, she'll let out a little by little. Gretchen Wieners then. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? I'm a total Gretchen Wieners, I'm not gonna lie. Like <laughs> I sit there and I absorb everything that happens in the room and I take everything into my files. And I won't say shit now, but they're in there. And when you say something wrong or act a fool, I will destroy you with your own shit just logging receipts i love that yeah it just it's all well if i were regina george i would totally let you wear gold hoop earrings (laughs) i'm very (laughs) gretchen wieners but i'm as aggressive as regina george so i'd beat your ass and then tell everybody your business (laughs) (laughs) oh that's awesome all right I'm more of a i'm more of a jawbreaker i'm over i'm over courtney shane okay i'd cover up a body for sure I love that movie. I haven't seen that movie in a minute. No. Yeah. It's, it's one of my favorites. It's one of yeah. my all-time favorites. And then Darren Stein, who's like, I think he's a producer now on the show, but uh, he was a guest judge our first season. Uh, I did a mm. I did a number based on Courtney Shane. And I um I did the song Popular by the Veronicas. And I had uh printouts made with Have You Seen Her? But it was my uh I guess guy face. So it's like, have you seen me? And I was like, Fern Mayo. And we threw him all into the audience. And I was just doing this stupid performance. And he said it was so good. He invited me to his house. And we went over to his place to hang out. And I just remember 
loving his house, loving everyone that was there. There was like children stars from like horror movies there that were just hanging out too. And then I went to his restroom and there was all these jawbreaker pictures in the bathroom. I'm not gonna lie. I will admit to the fact that I sat there and just stared in his bathroom forever and like was obsessed with everything in there. And I totally took a dump in his bathroom because I thought I had to, because it was a it was a Rose McGowan bathroom. And I have to <laughs> That's <throw>. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's so cool. That's awesome. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go take a dump in my hero's bathroom. <laughs> it was a moment. <laughs> I would have pretended, but I would actually be going through his drawers. That's special I'm nosy. Um, I love rifling through people's <laughs> shit. <laughs> I never want anything. I keep but I nothing. Know what they have? It's interesting to see what people have. <laughs> yeah, what kind of person are you, really? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like where I where I work. Um, it's kind of like remote. So people that work with me, like um, like us managers, we have like our own cabins, but all the servers like help, like everybody else that does like housekeeping and stuff, they all live in like dorm style um, housing. So they bring all kinds of crap. Like from dirty their dancing. And by the end of their like season, when everyone's leaving, they have way too much shit to take home. They've accumulated so much crap. So everyone just kind of takes everything they don't want anymore and put it puts it in one room and leaves it there so they can donate it to wherever they're gonna donate it to, right? I will tell you that I do not take anything from the pile because it's always trash, but I love when that day comes because I just have to know what people have. I just need to see it. I need to be aware of what people are throwing away, what they have, what they brought with them. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder who, like, I guess, like, like, this belongs to this person. I know this belongs to this person, you know? Like, I could always tell <laughs> who, who that person is that had, like, the enemas. <laughs> I need yeah. to know who had the enemas. That's the important thing. <laughs> I picture <laughs> Kendra. <laughs> I um I picture your whole like work environment. Like I picture the room that all of this stuff is piled in is Penny's room at the end of the season from Dirty Dancing. Oh my god, like, totally. She's from the back alley abortion, and everybody just put all their shit in her room, and she's okay yeah. now because she's in her ladybug t-shirt doing the final that. dance. Yeah. <laughs> I love horror. I think I'm a pretty good, pretty good horror fan. But I love me some dirty dancing. I love me some beaches. <gasps> yeah, beaches is I, devastating. Oh, a, I feel like, that is I feel a... like not an overly emotional. I mean, now I am. I'm crazy for and I, now. I feel a lot, but for the longest time, I was very not a cry person. I just didn't really do that, and when I felt that I needed to unload some feelings or I felt like I needed to have a good cry, I would put on beaches and just ball in tears when Hillary uh, Whitney dies. And um, I remember I got, I got diagnosed with um, something with my heart. It was like arrhythmia or some shit. And I remember telling my, my boyfriend at the time saying all this time, I thought I was fucking CC bloom and I'm not, I'm Hillary Whitney. I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> and we always reference um, the hand walking queer. Like we'll be like, in the dressing room at the bar. And I'm like, certainly not. The head walking queer. We start yelling and we're like, we hate Iris Landowski. <laughs> so when there's someone we don't like, we call them Iris Landowski. <laughs> mm. That's awesome. That's oh, my movie. God, I'm a Beaches girl. Beaches so much. And a Steel Magnolias girl. My mom loved that movie growing up. So I love that movie too. Steel Magnolias, I, at one point in my life, I could recite. That is probably one of my top three favorite non-horrors I love that movie so much um my sister and I um my sister passed away a few years ago but Steel Magnolias was one 
that I remember introducing her to because she was younger than me. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those movies that it's like, you've seen it so many times that yes, you still cry, but it's not as devastating as if yeah. you don't remember the the original devastation. And I remember the first time I showed Steel Magnolias to her, my mom walked in the room and was like, what the fuck are you doing to her? Because she was just like purple face, just sobbing and snotting and hiccuping. And I was like, I just showed her Steel Magnolias. And my mom was like, I get it. And like, just turn around and walked out. Yeah, Person that and stepmom. Like, ruined my, oh my God, stepmom fucks me up. I'm a really big Julia Roberts fan. So oh, everything. Everything. Like I love Sleeping with the Enemy. My best That's friend's wedding is my all-time so favorite good. movie. Uh, so good. But they just all touched my soul. So I was all about, that movie, Sipping with the Enemy, Still Magnolias, whatever I can watch Julie Roberts gets me. And then that's how it yeah. started. Those beaches that got me sucked into Bette Midler. And then I think someone re- recommended I watch Stella, which is a Bette Midler movie. Have you seen that? I have. No. It's, it's really fucking sad. Like, it's her being like a, a single mother trying to like help her daughter succeed in life or whatever. Her daughter's a total bitch. Based, long story short, the whole thing is the daughter always resenting Bette Midler. And at the end, she does everything she could for her. And the daughter stops speaking to her. But she gets married to some really nice guy. And Stella, her mother, Ben Midler, is outside the wedding, just watching her in the rain and walks away and, like, leaves her. I cried like a fucking baby. Mine are always like, uh, so the one that always got me, and it's going to sound so stupid, uh, but where the, uh, where the red fern grows. Because, like, it's like the animals. Well, yeah. They get me. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, the dog died. And- Oh my god, I can't handle animal death. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about um what was it? Land Before Time. Oh yeah. With Littlefoot's mom being gunned down. Yeah, that's Rex. That, that's terrible. Yeah, my parents would the not allow me to watch toaster. uh Bambi when I was little because like animal death, yeah, animal death always affects me. They would not let me watch Bambi because Bambi's mom gets killed. What is it about Disney movies? That's like a thing, right? That like they kill the parents. Yeah. Dumbo's like, mom. They wanted us to get used to like losing our family members as children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sadistic Disney bastards. That's so weird. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of parent death and animal death. Sad. Lion King too. They, they lose Mufasa. Yeah. Oh yeah. Every one of them. Every one of them. You're right. Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, but the little mermaid was great. Now I'm gonna go off on another tangent. Okay, now we're let's, start before we go off on any more 80s, tangents. 90s Disney. Stop it. <laughs> before we go off on any more tangents, let's uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and wrap this up, and then we can go on on tangents like off the recording if you want. Okay. Hello and welcome to Podcast of the Woods. As always, no. <laughs> we never did an intro, by the way. This no, is we just, we're gonna. This is. Just the yeah. whole thing. We're just going to have to re-record an intro. That's fine. This has been amazing. This is like, Yay. this has been my yeah. fucking, this is fucking awesome. It's funny because I told, uh, I told Ian when I, I told him I was going to, I was going to message you and I'm like, God, I was like, I love Frankie so much. I was, and then I looked, you know, I looked at your Twitter, I followed you and you followed me. And then I told Gabby, it's like, fucking Frankie's following us on Twitter. <laughs> uh, and, and I was like, I don't care what it takes. I was like, I'll fucking send nudes to get Frankie on the oh, show. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I will take them now. <laughs> uh, all of a sudden, Frankie's like, changed his mind about <laughs> releasing the episode. <laughs> oh my, my Twitter's trash. Oh, bag on Twitter. He got hacked. He never actually agreed to it. No, no. Yeah, that actually sorry, did happen. Sucked. Um, 
I had just moved here. So I was, I was going through a lot of other shit at the time, but one morning I woke up to go to work and I remember getting a message from like my friend saying, what the fuck's up with your social media? Are you okay? Are you dead? And I was like, what the fuck? So I looked up my social media, my phone and my Facebook was locked. And so was my Instagram. And I know what the hell happened. And everybody was like, are you cool? Did you commit suicide? Are you okay? I was like, why does everyone think I'm dead? And they were like, well, your social media just stopped. Like, we thought you deleted it and you killed yourself or something. I'm like, I'm not sad. That's weird. Okay. Have it given us the impression that I would do something like that. But when I checked my phone, um, yeah, someone hacked my Instagram. And I guess they were trying to like steal people's identities or like take their money or get them to donate money. I don't know, some weird shit. So they ended up deleting my Instagram and my Facebook was linked to it. So it deleted both of them. So I lost all my followers, which whatever it is, what it is. I was more so bummed out that I didn't have a backup and I lost like so many years of pictures and memories. And like when I got my dog, them as little babies. And then my whole 14 years of my boyfriend that we had just growing together and like photos of what we did. And then all my beginning club days and old Frankie pictures and videos were kind of gone. So that kind of sucks, but meh, it happens. Yeah, that is is shitty. Nothing's forever, I guess. That's true. I'm sure. I'm sure they all exist somewhere in the internet world that I can look things up. (laughs) Well, you can always just Google yourself. No, (laughs) I'll tell you what's forever. The nudes are on drag. (laughs) True. And filth and glamour. Oh, see what I did there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still gonna hold you up to those nudes, though. put myself out there <laughs> all right i won't anyone i promise <laughs> i might send you some back did we just become best friends i think we did no <laughs> <laughs> all right. me and my stupid vagina <laughs> yeah, <it's fine. laughs> i'm open to everyone <laughs> well, this episode should uh, should release sometime in like mid-October. So okay. do you have anything that you'd like to promote, anything coming up, uh, you know, end of October, beginning of November um, that you'd like to let the listeners know about? Actually, for the first time in my whole fucking career, no. <laughs> um, That's easy. I usually, I usually have so many things planned and I'm always gone and I'm always performing in different places. And it hit me uh, that... I'm never around and I never get to spend time with my friends or my family or get to know people around here. Cause I'm always fucking gone. It's always one foot out the door. So um, this summer I came home and I hung out with like some guys. We went to this like bear bus run with a whole bunch of gay people. And when I showed up, they were like, so who are you? How long have you been here? Are you new? And I was like, I've been here for two years, but I never meet anyone cause I'm never around. So it kind of hit me that I want some alone time. So I turned down all the gigs that I was hit up for and all the stuff that I had going on. And I've chosen to take this whole winter to just stay home, make friends, go out, meet people and actually be social and where I live. And I'm going to the Caribbean on a cruise in December. Oh, nice. I wanted to for, I wanted to for years and I never get to go on a cruise because I'm always booked somewhere. So it's always coinciding with other things and scheduling and whatever. So no, I said, fuck everything. I want to be left alone and I want to have fun and I want to travel and do things that I want to do. So I decided to take these next four or five months just to go to the Caribbean, travel, go to Thailand with my friends and hang out. 
to be chill. Awesome. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you have to take a break every now and then. So that's 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 wonderful. Um, it's, been a great, it's been a great seven and a half years of constantly touring and constantly busy, constantly going out and meeting people and traveling. And it's been great. I love it. It's what I wanted to do. But now I kind of just want to see the world on my own. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Well, listeners, if, uh, well, if and when Frankie does start touring again and she comes to your local venue. Please, please, please go and check them out. They are fucking ridiculous fire. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're gassing me up. Yeah, <laughs> you will be. You will be horrified, but don't let that. Don't let that stop you. you put up all the tips, whatever it is, however they're doing it that night. Uh, support, support, mm. support. Horrified or hornyfied? <laughs> hornyfied for sure. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> There probably will be some nudity. And by the way, oh, for uh, sure. if you if you come to the East Coast at some point, you've got to let us know because we will be there front row. Okay, I will for sure. I usually I do go to New York a lot, so okay. Uh, that'd be I'm so fun to hang out. You yes, can actually hang out and go places and do things. We'll get food or something. Yes, yes. that we can be real friends in real life. Yes. <laughs> so right now, Frankie is our our fake friend, but in the future. No. I think mm. if you guys ever end up in Alaska, come visit me. I'll take you guys to a glacier. <laughs> That's my dream vacation. And I would love to live in Alaska someday. Actually, Booms and I have talked about this several times. That's like the ultimate like place to settle for both I of us. Like that's just, yeah. Because there's just nobody. Boy, I had no idea what it was. I had no reference to anything i mean as a child you're like yeah there's eskimos and there's like igloos and there's polar bears and that's what you assume alaska is but it's not at all but in my brain it's always i want to go to this magical place called alaska yeah and when i came to work here it was not at all what i thought but it was so fucking beautiful and so insane to be from a city your whole life and then go somewhere where there's fucking trees and like good air yeah. to breathe and then you go outside and there's a fucking dinosaur of a like a, a moose walking around I don't know. It was, it was just magical. It really sucked me in and it made me happy and it made me zen. And I just, I liked the feeling of how I felt here. So it eventually got me to move and I've just been loving it ever since. That's wonderful. That That is awesome. Yeah, yeah exactly. We're, we're, we're definitely going at some point. All right. Well, <laughs> that is uh, it for us tonight. Frankie, thank you so much for, for joining no, us. No, thank Frankie. you. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I cannot believe that we just made a new best friend tonight because you are totally 100% my best friend in my entire head. And I'm going to tell every single person that I talk to for the rest of the week that, oh my Please God, do. I know Frankie Damon. He's my new best friend. Yeah. I mean, like I'm going to do it. I will yeah. come back anytime you want. Awesome. I love yeah. talking to you. Guys. Yeah, we will definitely, <laughs> we will definitely have you back. Shit. We, you can come on full time. No. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Yes. <laughs> Oh my God. That was so much fun. How how amazing was that, Gabby? Booms. Can you even that that just happened? <laughs> this is like, you know that there's there's like those seminal moments. There there those seminal moments in in uh, a young man's life. You know, you you grow up the first time you shave, you discover masturbation, and uh, the day that you uh, get to talk to Frankie Doom be the day that you rediscover masturbation that is <laughs> <laughs>
That is certainly a possibility. Uh, <laughs> that was the most amazing thing ever. We had so much fun. That, I mean, that wasn't even like... You can cut that out, by the way. I'm not cutting that out. That is... That, <laughs> I mean, but that was, that was so much fun. Like that wasn't even an interview. Like we just got to talk to them and that was fucking great. I mean, like, did we just make a new friend? Like, I feel like we just have a new friend to talk to. I think so. Yep. Best friend of the show, Frankie Doom. Uh, Fuck all you other podcasts. No, (laughs) no, I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. No, Boomer said it. But Boomer was joking. (laughs) Boomer was just joking. We love you all. Uh, But that was, yeah, that was such a blast and we do want to thank frankie so much for coming on the show it's such an honor thank you thank you thank you thank you you are incredible and you are welcome back anytime <laughs> you want to talk literally about anytime 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 you want i mean because we're friends now so uh, best friends exactly yeah. so yeah well, uh, that was that was amazing. And uh, if you do want to follow the show, because that is it for us tonight, unfortunately, because we could have gone all night, but got to wrap it up sometime. And uh, if you would like to follow us, you can do so on Twitter, Instagram at Woods Podcast One, on Facebook, just search for Podcast in the Wood, download the Slasher app. And uh, you can also search for us there at Podcast in the Woods. Gabby runs that one and does a tremendous job. She's met so many wonderful people on there. So if you want to talk to Gabby, that's uh, the main one that she runs. And she does a fantastic job. Exactly. Hello, guys. Uh, We do have an email. If you would like to email us and suggest anything, uh, interviews that you may want to hear or movies that you want to see covered, you can do that. Or just tell Boomer that he's wrong. And that's fine because I am a lot of times. And you can do that at podcastinthewoods1 at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon if you would like to donate to the show. And every single dollar that you donate goes right back into the amazing production that we have here. And that is patreon.com forward slash woods podcast. And one final way that is absolutely free to you. If you enjoy what we're doing, please, please, please give us a five-star rating and review on whatever or wherever you get your podcasts. So we appreciate y'all. We love you and we love our listeners and we love Frankie Doom. Love you, Frankie. Love you, everybody. This was an amazing night, Gabby. And uh, until next time, why don't you say good night? Good night. Good night, uglies. <laughs>